Welcome to Queer and LGBTQ Plus Live Entertainment Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Villar, and with me, as always, is Megan Wilson. Megan, how are you? Good. How are you, Phil? Not too shabby. I know it's been a while, even though our last episode said we were back, but I lied because oh. I ended up having to administer SATs. <laughs> oh, that high school teacher life. Oh, good times. Good times. Yep. How you been, Megan? Um, I've been pretty good. Just kind of doing the work from home thing and all that jazz. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, oh, what a, about you? Uh, not not bad. Not bad. I uh, wrapping up my alternative certification stuff. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to finally not have to worry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm working two shows right now. Um, that's been a little bit of an experience juggling two shows and teaching at the same time. Uh, so that mm-hmm. was, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, a little bit of news came out, came out of, uh, ETC this week. Yeah, we got some new fixtures out and about, yeah. and then April 1st happened. Apparently we're time traveling now, which is great. <laughs> oh yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. Cool. I, I'm, uh, I'm glad that ETC has finally discovered time traveling and the mm-hmm. ability to add more time to our industry. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yep. I mean, we always need more time, no matter where we are. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's that's how they that was the hook. We we demanded for shorter 10 out of 12s. And we we're like, haha, we made the days longer. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was all part of the plan. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was fortunate enough to get my second vac- vaccination uh, just last week, and boy, yeah, I love the fr- I-, I love your sound effects. Thank you, thank you, thank uh-huh. you. <laughs> no problem. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, I saw you got your second shot today. I did. Yep. I went to a town over. Um, I went to San Marcos to go and get my second shot today. Nice. So we'll see. Hopefully, there's no no. Did you have side effects? Uh, I felt a little sore and sleepy, but I didn't, mm-hmm. but like the first shot though, I was, a, I was one of those people that the first shot I felt really mm-hmm. lousy and I want, felt really sleepy. Mm-hmm. I get it. We, I, I was fine on the first one. Like it, like, I wasn't even that sleepy to be honest. Um, and then the second one, well, obviously I just got the second one, but see, um, but we'll see how that get. We'll see if I have side effects. I took off tomorrow from work just in case I have side effects. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed it doesn't happen. Yep. yep. As as Megan falls over and I see <laughs> I see them in the camera. <laughs> like, no, Megan, no. <laughs> Luckily I well, have people... several dogs here to catch my fall. Oh, naturally. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was one of your cats though, you you might have been screwed because they wouldn't um, help. Uh yeah, I probably would have been, to be honest. <laughs> They're not the nicest. No, they would have been like, oh great. Now nah, who's gonna feed me? Basically. Uh. That's how it turns at like nine o'clock. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Did mm-hmm. I tell you I got a second dog? Yes, you did. Yes, yes. Yeah. Grumbles, grumbles, and giggles. Yeah, yes. they're cute. Ah, living the best life. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean that's pretty much it right now. Mm-hmm. I mean that's on my end. Um. So speaking of vaccines and kind of you know segueing along here. Um. Kind of wanted to talk about a little bit that uh, New York came back. Theaters in New York are slowly. Yeah. Just keep, just keep that. Just keep that going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're making a cautious return, uh, hmm. as the New York Times has been posting, in which I'll post the link on the show notes. 
Uh, yeah, um, yeah, more than a year. Crying out loud, that's been more crazy. Than a year. And like, yeah. I know that's what we've been. And when I say we, I mean like the entertainment industry has been judging like when things are going to get closer to normal, or like more so like when things got bad. We were like, oh crap, when's Broadway coming back? Basically, was like our well was a lot of like our reaction was like, oh man, Broadway's closed until May. Back when we thought it was only going to be a couple months, and then people didn't listen to the rules and here we are um and then we just kept seeing it prolong and prolong and prolong and it's finally back yeah it's a good sign no i know uh i mean you know despite all the weird shenanigans that are happening in new york right now mm -hmm. and um vaccinations are still going pretty strong there mm -hmm. um i think know, they I'm... also just opened for anyone above 16 as well like the state mm -hmm. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, it's we're kind of starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But mm -hmm. then, you know, shenanigans over at Miami Beach happen. You're like, no, no, stop it. <laughs> Just stop it immediately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, it'll, oh, be, it'll be an interesting time to see how we all move forward past this. The issue is... Is and I guess fair warning. I'm very liberal. All thoughts are my own. I do not represent anything else like associated to me. I guess is a good thing to say. Um, the issue is as we start opening back up, we're going to start seeing spikes and we're going to see things go down. And there's not enough people getting vaccinated that can be vaccinated because yeah. this was so politicized at the beginning. That this is that this is going to take longer than it needs to. Yeah, no, like I, absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. And like I know there are people who cannot get vaccinated due to due to health concerns. I'm not saying that they are in the wrong. I'm saying the people who are able to get vaccinated but are choosing not to because there's a microchip. I did air quotes for you guys not watching, which is everyone. <laughs> um microchip in the vaccine like that's just plain out really ridiculous if the government wants to track you i guarantee they already have eight thousand other ways to do it through your smartphone i know seriously it's just like i'm gonna post this right now on my facebook that i'm getting tracked with my with my nanotech microchip they'd be like mm -hmm. mm, you don't say don't say yeah anyway sorry <laughs> no no i mean i i, to I totally get it i uh, i can't help but believe that i'm like one of the school children that are just being like you know we want to go out for recess but the teacher's waiting for everybody to kind of be in their seats and mm -hmm. you know there's that one kid that's just running around and talking and it's just like just sit the fuck down so we can all enjoy life again <laughs> i mean basically that's how i feel like i have yeah. not been out to a restaurant since last the end i think it was like february since in the end of february mm -hmm. beginning of march like i we have not gone out to go eat like since then we have not gone out to do anything besides really go to the grocery store and the occasional target run since then to try to be the ones to try to follow the rules and the guidelines and all that stuff yeah yeah i mean you know my fiance like signed up for like Walmart Plus and stuff like that, mm -hmm. so we don't even we can even avoid going grocery shopping. So it's just mm -hmm. right at our door, you know. Yeah. But then again, though, we both live in Texas, where Governor Abbott said that you know everything is open at one hundred percent. 
Yeah. What? No applause? No applause for that <laughs> one? <laughs> oh, well, too bad. No, oh, I meant yeah, this one. Right. <laughs> Both work. Both work. Both work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, infuriating. And even mm-hmm. the, two, the shows that I'm working on right now, one of them is um, out in the parking lot. Um, it's a parking lot show. And the other one is like, it's going to be like this projection and sound experience that only like three to five people can participate at a time. And mm. we, we tell people we're, part of the process is that we, you're buying the tickets in bundles. So like you're inviting three to five people. Oh, already. interesting. So they get to be, so like you sell one, a ticket gets like your whole experience in that area. Yeah. So that way that keeps the pod mindset going. Yeah. So that way, as, as opposed to three to five strangers who just happen to have tickets, if you mm-hmm. want, you know, if you want to enjoy the experience, you're paying for three to five tickets. Uh, yeah. But with, you know, but then you're, it's up to you to invite those people. So. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's pretty, yeah. that's a cool way to do it. Yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, you know, we're, you know, it's theater finds a way, you know, it always does. I, I make my ongoing joke that the, well, it's not really a joke, but like. You know, after the Black Plague came the Renaissance. So, I mean, like, we're we're kind of discovering more and more that, um, especially for me right now, that I found mm-hmm. that theater has kind of figured itself out, and especially in regards to streaming performances. Right. I kind of hope that kind of stays. I think it's an interesting idea. I think, I think it should stay. Also, I think it gives it an opportunity to it gives an opportunity for these performances to not just live in a vault and mm-hmm. just I mean, it kind of takes away part of theater is like you have to be there to experience it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it also gives the opportunity for more people to experience more things. Yeah, I mean, and just uh, see what it's all about. Absolutely. I mean, one of the uh, articles uh, I was I'll put it into the show notes is uh, from the, the conversation um written by uh, sarah price you know uh she was talking about paid digital streaming has a place in theaters return i i 100 mm-hmm. percent agree i mean i don't think i think people who are general theater lovers they're going to continue to see performances right the people who are going to be streaming are those who either one don't live anywhere near the theater right or two don't have ways or means to get there um so and it's still money you know it's still income going into these you know programs now granted Mm -hmm. i think organizations and unions and stuff like that are going to have to be more assertive about how um redistribution works and how uh being paying for royalties or you're paying for the design up front you know all these kind of conversations are definitely going to come to light as we continue on with this kind of new program is designers now uh if a show's being streamed paying kind of like a, in a disney kind of style that your design is going to be owned by the production company if it and you know and that'll be a that that's a complete game changer you right. know so that's going to result with higher fees and stuff like that so it's it's going to be interesting i'm like I said, I'm all for it because I think we as theater people should want to invite more inclusivity. Mm-hmm. You know, 
uh, theater already is a an, an incredibly uh, classist uh, art. Unfortunately, you know, um, there's definitely stages and theaters that are only like eighteen bucks a ticket, which is fantastic. That's how it should be. But you know, the stuff that really kind of shakes the world, like Hamilton, like uh into the heights i don't know why i'm sticking with limit one miranda in this um <laughs> uh you know those are the shows that people really want to see and they should be accessible mm-hmm. so no, i i totally agree i mean it's and it's an interesting like and unfortunately i feel art has always been this way art like has all i mean maybe not always but at least in the main in the mainstream it has generally been this way where if you want to see any kind of paintings or any kind of fun um, or not fun, any kind of paintings, any kind of extra art, you basically have to go to a location to view that art. You can't just be you can't just like exist and it be there. Um, the Internet has kind of stopped that. Like we can obviously like Google like what Van Gogh looks like, what Van Gogh's paintings are now. And it's just a matter. And and like. It's interesting to start to see and be in that realm of theater making that cross now where we can start to see perform live performances and kind of see them cheaper than what we have been able to in the past. Um, um I mean, it's it's an interesting time because like if you think about it, like before this, people were putting on radio shows and radio shows. You just had to tune in on the broadcast, whatever. You didn't really have to pay for admission to listen to them. I mean, of course, there's a lot more now that goes into like a theater production. You have the lights, the sound, uh, media, like projection and stuff like that, as you are aware, uh, is starting to get thrown more into like these shows. And that obviously has to be compensated for somehow. But like it'll be it'll be interesting to see how payment, as you said, like how payment goes through and how we we kind of adjust to it. I mean, we're used to all these streaming platforms now. It'd be interesting to see if like my community theater out in Wimberley like starts to do is like here, pay like, I don't know, like $3 a month or whatever. Like, and you can get all of our, all of our shows streamed now. And I'd be like, that's cool. I'd pay $36 a year to support you. Like, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I a hundred percent agree. I think, I think we're definitely on the right track. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eventually, eventually, these kind of conversations will start whittling down, and you know, it'll become a norm. I, kn- I mean, like I can say right now, with in regards to like projection media design, right, being the newest in the convention of life performance and entertainment. You know, the the ongoing discussion of uh, how do you charge your design fee, right? Because you're thinking about what am I doing? You know, yes, I'm creating content, but I'm also like design and projection media is always such a nebulous, more workhorsey style because Mm -hmm. when you're a scenic designer, you're designing and your technical director is building it. When you're a lighting designer, you're developing your plot and your master electrician is hanging your lights, right? Costume mm-hmm. designers to shop manager, et cetera, et cetera, right? But with projection media, I'm creating my own content. 
I'm not just designing it. I'm I'm putting it in my own machine and I'm doing the work for it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely become more strenuous in that situation and kind of falls into more of where the sound designer lies because the sound designer has to more or less do the same thing, you know, to some extent. So, you know, we, we find ourselves more often than not being like, okay, should projection media pay a little bit more because you're not paying for the labor that comes from, you know, and mm-hmm. I ended up finding out from my uh, my mentee from the you know from the friend Foster mentorship program. Holla, um, <laughs> uh, put a put a shout out there. They're actually doing a. They're looking for the twenty twenty one people. I'll mention that later because that's pretty important. Um, I was talking to Bob uh, Bob Bonnell, um, my my mentor and uh Wendell Harrington and they were talking kind of like the same thing that like we as designers kind of have to be kind of sort of create our own LLC first mm-hmm. in order to step in because somehow production companies respect more when a projection media content is coming from a studio than it is from one person even though that one person is the studio mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, I kind of am kind of going through that same process right now. Um, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think I, you know, in the way that projection media or, you know, not just projection media, sorry. I mean, um, streaming is going for productions. I hope it's really here to stay. I think mm-hmm. especially with shows like um, uh, The Christmas Carol and maybe like a nativity, like especially those holiday, you always see them every year productions, you know, that comes out. That's mm-hmm. kind of like their their money maker for small community theaters. I think having those be available for streaming is incredibly useful. It's good money to be provided. Uh and I, I hope to I hope they continue on with this path because I mean I can I'm my students now have more access to watching productions now than I ever did when I was in high school. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a fact. Well, most definitely. I mean, and you still get, like, kind of tying it around to, like, it's still, like, an elitist-type artwork. Even with the streaming, yes, most people have internet, but it just as, and to tie it, I guess, into the vaccines a little bit, just as not everyone is able to schedule for a vaccine because they don't have access to the internet, it's going to be the same thing here. Like, it's still going to be the privileged people who have the internet to be able to see it. Which mm-hmm. is getting further and further down. Like I am all for if we want to like call internet a utility and put it in everyone's houses. Like I think that is totally what we should be doing at this point in time. There's too much that relies on the internet for it not to be a utility at this point. But yeah. um, but we are still at a point where only only some people can still watch it. Now that only is super duper high, but um is a super high percentage but it's still not like everyone has access to it um but i i think it's i think it's good i think it'll be a good time to see how we grow and see how and see what honestly the the theatrical world has to do with it to be honest like it's a whole nother art form you can play with just as tv and movies take on the different angles it's now something kind of the theater world can start taking fact on too is like you People don't just have, and we're already aware of this, like black box in the round theater, even like, oh goodness, my theater education is failing me right now. The one, um, I guess it's like a black box where 
well, in the round, yeah, all that jazz. I'm just gonna skip over that. Um, all that jazz can um, where we have those different angles, and good directors will des- will good directors, designers, all of that take into account all the different angles when they're blocking, designing the light, designing how the projections are going to be played in the round, and all that kind of stuff. Like this is just another another way to exercise that creativity. To be honest, that gets us. That that slightly excites me to be able to go back and do shows again because it's just something else you have to you have to take into account. It's another constraint but opportunity to exercise that design skill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of uh, moving forward from that mm-hmm. uh, with theaters slowly coming back and everything. Uh, one of the theaters is actually the Santa Fe Opera House. Uh, they're they're actually making a return. Uh, the the runtime is shorter, uh, which is to be expected, uh, from July 10th to August 27th, uh, with a brand new COVID-19 protocols. Uh, but it's, I, I mean, the the shows that they kind of have right now on their on their list is pretty good. I'm actually really excited for it. That I, I it's one of those things I really wish that it could be really sh- streamed. Uh, Dracula is definitely one of them. The Lord of Cries, um, a Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, mm-hmm. The opera version, that'll be really cool. Um, so uh, you know, for those who are working at the Santa Fe Opera House this summer, um, first, good luck. I, I I hope that they they really respect these COVID these COVID uh, restrictions and protocols. Um, but you know, at the same time, uh, welcome back. You know, welcome kind of start mm-hmm. things slowly coming back to normal there. Um, but yeah. Uh, the next thing I really wanted to talk about, and uh, I thought that was kind of cool-ish, uh, is uh, so our our boy Fauci. You know, uh, first of all, first of all, I, I want to shout out that people are referring to getting their band aids from their <laughs> COVID shots as Fauci ouchies. Is amazing. <laughs> They're like, great. oh, I got I got my Fauci ouchie today, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, wow. We just like to uh, that rhyme. You know. It's it's a wow. I know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so uh, he actually uh, was give, uh, he he actually gave some national arts leaders uh, a little bit of optimism uh, mm-hmm. with uh, you know uh, a with a fall reopening. Um, he he was speaking to uh, the chief of staff over at the National Endowment of the Arts uh, about opening up uh, productions, right? Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that uh they were talking about was that uh Fauci feels that you know Dr. Anthony Fauci, sorry, I shouldn't just he's a doctor. He should be respected for that title. Um, you know, he's, you know, talking about a you know, being confident at least uh that uh with seventy to eighty five percent of Americans being vaccinated by late summer or early fall that live theater can really start opening and start really flourishing again. Um, he is calling it a guarded optimism, which is valid. Um, yeah. Looking at you, Miami Beach, stop it. Um, you know, uh, but, you know, he even said, like, you know, by uh, based on current projections, I believe we could see the return to a fully open movie and Broadway theater sometime in the fall. But did, however, saying we must not declare victory prematurely, which, yeah, absolutely. I, I could not agree more. 
Mm-hmm. No, we definitely can't. So the issue is, as we see everyone getting their vaccines and getting their ouchy fouchies, we will start to see people start to get lax about the rules and stuff like that. And it's just going to, again, this goes back to like, it's just going to be interesting to see how people actually like go up from here and see if people go up from here. Um, But I'm excited. I'm excited to see like even the glimmer of hope like given by Dr. Fauci like is amazing to be honest like I mean I like as someone who actively goes out to concerts and to shows and stuff like I was very disappointed in the like I had two concert tickets booked in 2020 the summer of 2020 and well let me see where where I got to stay the entire year um and still am was both of them Taylor Swift no, only one was. Only one was. <laughs> um, only one was Taylor. The other one was the um, Fall Out Boy, Weezer, and Oh yeah, Green Day tour. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my god! And Taylor's oh, officially god. got canceled. Like canceled, canceled. Um, like they, she, like she sent out an email and was like, "By the way, we won't be doing this because we don't see it possible in 2021 either." Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, I was, I was very sad. But anyway, with that being said, though, with there being a glimmer of hope of things coming back, starting even with theater, like usually it's a smaller audience starting to see things come back and stuff like that. Like it's it's exciting. It's exciting yeah. to see all that come back. Like uh, my wife and I were watching a TV show and we watched the first it's a Food Network show, the first uh, tournament of champions, if anyone really cares. Um, and it's in front of a live audience. And the first season, I guess, was shot in 2019. Um, pre-COVID, and you can definitely see in twenty the next season was shot post-COVID, um, because the live audience is still there, but everyone's spaced, like out. Everyone's wearing masks. The only people that don't wear masks are the hosts of the show, and the people competing really in there. Um, and then even then, like they would like in the first first season, you would see like at the end of each round, like they will hug, like whenever they got out and all that kind of stuff. And now it's like air high fives or like elbow touches or like feet knocking like it's just interesting to see everyone adapt and all of this kind of stuff and like i mean we very much know that the tv world and the movie world has been able to slightly come back more because everyone was able to stay you keep the crews down you keep the mast you keep the protocols in line and like from the like and that's been all right for the and that's been all right for the most part just because everyone's following the protocol but there is no live audience generally for that. And that's where I think things are going to get tricky. Isn't going to be on the fact of the people working. It's going to be the fact of the people coming in to watch it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think it kind of goes without saying that we're definitely going to ex- be expecting like every other seat maybe being filled as opposed mm-hmm. to every seat. Um they're probably definitely going to encourage kind of like what my what my the, what my show is doing is that mm-hmm. like you buy a ticket of bundles so then that way they can all sit next to each other so that way you know it's just it's it's just more butts on the seat more money right uh and I, I you know and I can't help but believe that's almost like not the social distance element of it but it should have been like that a little bit all, all along you know like there are group rates quote unquote and when it comes to buying tickets for shows mm-hmm. but they usually have to buy like 20 or more for it to be like the discount to be applied 
you know, I, I think, again, you know, it comes down to we want more accessibility when it comes to theater and more productions and stuff like that. I mean, um, we are expecting, at least by the fall, uh, some touring to come back to Dallas. Uh, I know that uh, Hamilton is one of them. Uh, Wicked on tour is coming, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And I'd love, you know, if, you know, I could make it as like a field trip for my students, right? Right. That's if student field trips are even allowed back in the fall. Oh, that's true. It's going to be an interesting time to see how schools go back to normal back to normal yeah i mean my school where they're talking about uh seniors coming back in full time uh Mm -hmm. in their last quarter to make sure that they graduate on time so that's that's crazy yeah i mean i just i just feel like and this can and like i've been thinking about this because katie is uh, my i've been thinking about this because my wife's school also like you've been gone for so long it's already April. Like, school ends at the end of May. Like, are the seniors really in that dire need to come back to, to graduate on time for that last month? And to I mean, throw for, everyone off? I mean, for us right now, we our graduation plans is in... We're, we extended it because we mm-hmm. started late. Mm-hmm. So uh, our, last day of sc- our last day of school doesn't start till... It doesn't end till June, June 18th. Okay, I forgot that that the wife's school did. They kept on their plan as normal. Like, they didn't delay anything. They just mm-hmm. opened virtually first. Yeah. There was no delay in, in their plan to make sure that they kept to the schedule. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious how it's going to go down. I'm mm-hmm. very, you know, I think uh, kind of removing the political educational debate about this aside. You know, I think uh, people forget that a lot of parents lost their jobs and they're probably counting on their students to be mm-hmm. uh, breadwinners as well. Uh, but yeah. that, that's neither here or there. Uh, much much like what Megan just said, uh, I do not represent my whole district as a whole. <laughs> I <laughs> I speak on behalf of myself and my own views and my and my views are mine and my mine alone. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yep. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll put that on the show notes just in case. <laughs> These are our own views. Please don't contact anyone about them. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. But uh, I am super ex- looping back around. I am super yeah. excited to hear that touring is coming back because mm-hmm. that some that season that got canceled, the 2020, the 2019, the 2020 to 2021 season in the last half of the 2020 season. At Bass, we were supposed to have Hamilton again. I say, I say, with all the privilege in the world that I've been able to see it twice already, um, plus all the Disney Plus. So I'm, so I say, uh, okay, Hamilton again. But I'm sorry for everyone who hasn't been able to see it yet. Um, Lion King, which again I say uh, as because Lion King comes like every other year to Austin. Um, but it was supposed to have Mean Girls and Prom for those two seasons. And those got all delayed, and event, and we are getting Mean Girls prom, and I think Hades Town is coming through, and I'm so excited. So, if everything goes well, anyone in Texas that's listening, make sure to wear your mask, do everything that's required, because we got to go see theater soon. Yes, yes, please. But that's Texas. actually the priority here. <laughs> yes, and more importantly, bring back brunch. We need our yes. brunches back. Yes. Yes. 
Okay, yes. real quick. Hold on. This is completely tangent. You said this, but I have a theory, and you can choose to cut this if you want. Um, no, so really, no, the pandemic never. was started by... This is going to be controversial, but it's all funny. It's all sarcasm. Believe me, I promise. Really, the pandemic was started by the Republicans so they could get rid of the gays and the gay agenda because they thought getting rid of brunch would get rid of us. But they did not take into effect that into account. They did not take into account that we could go buy our own stuff for mimosas. So we were able Mm -hmm. to survive for the year. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. No, I, I'm 100% keeping that. Uh, I'm even putting on my pride hat on to to, uh, make the point. I have my headphones on, so I can't do it. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. The Republicans win again. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, damn. Bring, bre- bring back our brunches. You know? The only real reason to get the vaccine, y'all. The only real reason. I mean, it is, it is 80 degrees outside in Dallas, and I can't go out and grab, a, I can't grab brunch. I mean, it's also 3.30, so it's really just lunch. But that's besides the point. Yeah, brunch is till like 5. It's until dinner time. That's true. That's true. I mean, yesterday there was an all you like. So we use we go to this uh, restaurant that because Texas opened up again, they decided to do it again this year. Every Easter they do it all you can eat brunch uh, for Easter. And it's like this Easter special. They do it every week. But for Easter especially, it's like all you can eat like sliced ham, all you can eat brisket. And I I mean, it is just amazing. And you Mm -hmm. know what? I can do it. I can do it. Why? Because people can wear that gosh darn max. And mm-hmm. it really annoys me. Yeah. Ugh. Wear your mask, people. Wear it. It's fine. It'll be okay. You wear it for like five minutes. I mean, like, you can be like at me. At a time, and, usually. I mean, you can be like me and, you know, get a bunch of them that matches all your outfits. It's true. I mean, that's <laughs> I, just, I, I just have a bunch of Star Wars ones, but like. And UT ones, and that's that's what I rep all the time. And I reason, and I have an ETC one, and that's about it. And like, they I, know, just I want an ETC through. mask. It's great. Can you send me an ETC mask? Um, I don't even go into the office right now. I was lucky to just pick one up. I don't know if we even have if we have them as swag. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Megan's a terrible friend and won't send me an ETC mask. You heard it here, folks. I am not in charge of them anymore. <laughs> I am not in charge of swag anymore. <laughs> is it because you give it to, you give it out to everybody? I don't give it out to everyone. I would oh. give it out to some people, but not everyone. When do you um when do you think you you'll be going out to travel and training again in person? It'll it'll be a while, I think. Um mm. it'll it it's it's going to be an interest this is where I have to be iffy about things that I say. Um just cuz it's it's work. Yeah, we should probably move on, but it'll be you know what? Just keep an eye on our website. It'll probably be a couple months. It'll probably be a couple months. I know personally, me, like myself and my travel, like comfortabilityness is not very high right now at all. Like if mm-hmm. I can avoid an airport whatsoever, I will probably. Pro- Again, this is if I can avoid it and I'm not made to. I would hope until for I would hope for probably until 2022, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Um, again that doesn't represent anything like etc or company wise and all of this could change if somehow we all miraculously in the the u.s decide to actually like listen to science if we all decide to listen to science and we're all super duper happy then that could always change my comfortabilityness i'll see you in 2022 then (laughs) (laughs) no uh no it's it's so funny because megan and i we live literally three hours apart and Mm -hmm. it's like we're so far away i just want to i just want to like 
take my hands upon your cheeks and be like, <laughs> I miss you so much. <laughs> Yeah. I miss everyone so, though, because like on top of this, like we haven't really—I mean, even for like my my friend, my coworkers, and my friends that I see would see daily, like they're just down the road. But we really yeah. haven't seen them like and hung out in like a year. Like, yeah, I mean, it's all virtual now. It's all Discord stuff like that, which has been great. It was an un—it was an unknown blessing that that has happened. Like, I mm-hmm. got really close to a couple coworkers, like up in the fa- up at Middleton. Like, and they've, they've been awesome. They've now become part of like the core friends, like Phil, you and I have grown closer and have become part of that core friends. Like it's been great doing all of the, like having to be, it's been great forcing to go everything to go virtual, but it's also been like, man, I miss seeing people in person. <laughs> For real. No, a hundred percent. I mean, like what Megan's talking about, they're, they're talking about that. Like we we have the good fortune of have like another Discord that we play Among Us, you know, mm-hmm. and I even me like I'm playing D and D weekly, you know, to some extent, maybe twice, maybe three times a week. <clears throat> That's <laughs> obsession. But I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, without getting too mushy, uh, Megan, like, you're, you're you're one of my best friends, and I I love you dearly, and like I kind of putting a little i feel like we don't do it enough but uh i i you know especially with first of all um happy post trans visibility day um but i mean like uh, you know megan was really the first person that i really saw in my industry who came out as non-binary as well next to me and i i i'll be honest when when megan changed their bio and like really started putting out there about their you know who they are i cried i cried i'm like i'm not alone anymore for fuck's sake i'm not alone anymore you know so i mean like it it was such a no-brainer to start this show with you and though we don't you know we're both busy and we're trying we try to do it at least twice a month and sometimes that doesn't always work know that like you guys who are listening can always reach out to us um we might even invite you to play Among Us, <laughs> you know, with a bunch of other queer people. I I don't think there's a single straight person in that entire group, I think. There is, is there? but she's really cool. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 that's right. Besides that, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, happy Trans Visibility Day, Megan. Ooh, yeah, you too. Yeah, dude, this has been this has been good. It's been a good time to, like, sit down and, like, I I like doing the podcast and stuff like this. It's been fun. Um, also, like, I'd like to also, like, hit on the fact that, like, representation matters to people. Like, I mean, just, like, what you just said. Like, people are like, well, why do you do this and this and this? I'm like, because it matters. Like, someone out there will see and be like, oh, my goodness, I can be myself and still survive in this world. And it's like, yeah, you can. It might be hard sometimes, but you definitely can. Like, it's not, it, it gets to to quote it gets better it works yeah. like you find people you find people who think like you you find people who support you and here you are you do a podcast with them like semi regularly and it works out yeah no absolutely and i love that you talked about representation because for our final discussion ah beautiful segue beautiful <laughs> well done uh, like i knew what with, this was going to be i have no idea yeah was that was it was it on purpose? Was no, good... I have no idea. <laughs> we completely ruined it. Our professional integrity is ruined. 
So, um, <laughs> so I, uh, I, well, last thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, USITT, United States Institute of Theater Technology, uh, they're partnering up with, uh, SMU, my alma mater, um, about, um, doing a mass survey on the demographic of the entertainment design and the technology workforce demographic survey. Um, it's the first of its kind gathering instruments to focus on the industry and is expecting to help them better. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No. I'm not even cutting it out. This is amazing. <laughs> For those who don't know, so Megan's having a hard time. Right? <laughs> trying to keep it a straight face, but then I just see like Megan's hands like waving the hands, like papers being flown into the air like like they're in a tornado. <laughs> No, the cat was just jumping off the desk. It's great. I guess I could. If I, if I was... Oh, come back. Oh, I turned off the camera. Uh, not that... Again, not that anyone can see. But if I go to this camera, maybe if it decides to... I don't, there there we go. You could, actually, you could have actually seen the cat walk here, but... I tried so hard to keep a straight face. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, the best part about it is just like you were just kind of letting it happen. And you're like... As if no anybody can see this. I'm sorry. I'm keeping. I'm keeping all of this in. That's perfect. That's I, I have. I have decided as a as a person that I need to stop being such a stickler when it comes to editing. So all of our nonsense <laughs> is totally going to be in here. Consider it. also makes content. it easier to get out. Yes. Yes. So, um, but yeah. Anyway. So USITT and SMU, my alma mater, is working together on uh, creating a de data collection beginning this month, April 1st. Uh, USITT is partnering with SMU DataWorks Demographics to collect key demographic data on the theatrical design and technology industry. The Entertainment and the Technology Workforce Demographic Survey, as they're calling it, is the first of its kind data gathering instruments to focus on the industry and expect to help them better understand the demographics of the current workforce and those of the communities in which they operate. SMU DataWorks demographic studies are conducting using five to seven minute secure comprehensive surveys to collect the demographics and, car and career um, perception, uh, ooh, perspective, totally butchering this word, uh, participation. Wow, that was the word. I need coffee. Information Always. anonymously, uh, including race, ethnicity, gender identity, sexual orientation, disability status. The server will be operating from April 1st to May 28th, with the results uh, available later in the year. Um, I'm going to put this into the show notes. I cannot stress this enough. Um, you know, I always encourage you guys to share our shows, share our episodes. Please share this one. Of all the things, share this one. It's incredibly important. Um, because, as Megan put it, you know, representation fucking matters. And we can't continue to say that we need to be heard when we're not participating in these kind of surveys. It's incredibly important. Right now, USITT, the standard of education, drafting, and data management is trying to, you know, uplift our demographic. This is the time to do it. You know, it doesn't just help our industry. It helps workforces within our industry, our organizations like ETC, high-end, 
Strand Vera Light, uh, Yamaha, all these industries that are in, you know, in various concentrations that it's not just theater, not just concert, but the entire industry as a whole and all its networks that's built on it. I cannot stress this enough. Do yourself this kindness. You know, if you don't want to share the show, I'd be sad. I will totally take it. At least share the link. You know, I, it's important. It's important mm-hmm. to me. It's important to every because here's the thing. I would love to show these to every single student who is, you know, who feels that their representation isn't recognized. If we can show it, you know, to for people like myself who are Latinx, non-binary, queer. My God, is that niche? You know, they can see that there are other people like me who are in this industry. You know, besides my just my co-host, we're the only two Latino non non-binary <laughs> queer it. people. That's it. it. We're the uh, only that's two. That's we only yeah, until I see the survey, I can only make that assumption. You know, because we <laughs> so, don't know you exist. So because we don't know exactly. So do the survey, <laughs> and it will make that- us feel better. Yes. And another way to show that you exist is join our Discord and then you can watch us do this live. Exactly. Great. Oh my God. Yes. Please do. Please do. Join our Discord. Um, we've been really bad at promoting it on mainly because we are like our lives are kind of being put back together and they're picking up really, really quick. But we want we want to see you guys. We wanna definitely mm-hmm. we you know, we definitely want to network with you, you know, and, and all that jazz. If you play Destiny on PlayStation, hit me up. I'll totally play with you. <laughs> um, you know, crazy, crazy cockamania and shit like that. Um, but yes, so please do yourself this kindness. You know, help help represent yourself and those like us in the industry. Because we don't know when's the next time we're going to get this kind of demographic survey again. Um, mm-hmm. It's the first of its kind. And... People get really nervous, you know, when we're talking about race, when we're talking about ethnicity and gender identity, things that because we're we're here to represent ourselves as well. We're we're freelance workers. We don't want to stir too much up because then we're, you know, we're not user friendly or we can't be hired, you know. So I totally get that. But this is truly anonymous. Please do yourself the kindness and do the survey. Like right. I mean, and having numbers showing that people exist is never bad because everyone always, no, I shouldn't say everyone, the people that oppose existence of other people always point to the fact, oh, they're a minority. Well, if you have more numbers, maybe we won't be a minority. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I mean, numbers are only, numbers only matter for what numbers you can actually get. So the more numbers we can get in, the more proof there is that people exist. Like, we know you exist. Uh, You're listening. We know you exist. We acknowledge your existence. But to get the rest of the world to acknowledge existence, we have to have more numbers to pick up like this. Yeah, absolutely. But, so. Anyway, with that, fill out the survey, please, and join our Discord at the same time. Yes. Both links will be in the description show notes. Yes, and we'll even put the link to the survey into our Discord. Oh, there we go. There you go. Done. So that's it for this this uh this episode. Megan! Bill! Where can people find you on the internet? Um at Megan Wilson underscore on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Also feel free to check out my developer Instagram at part-time developer underscore. 
And if you're interested in talking iOS dev, web dev, or whatever, and you want to know how that correlates to theater or or what whatnot with it, like feel free to hit me up on any of those platforms. Phil, where can we find you? You can find me at Phil Villar at uh, on Twitter.com and Phil underscore Villar on Instagram because they still will not release my Twitter handle after I called the fraud. <laughs> I'm going to start putting a countdown to this. It's like day blank that this you has start, happened. You should start a new, um, an, you should start a Twitter. Yes. A Twitter handle <laughs> a new- that's like days till I can unlock, till like since <laughs> I, it's been since I've, I need my Instagram handle. Exactly. Sorry, exactly. I hope you can understand all of those words because words have been hard lately. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. But yes, you can also find my work and what I do at um, www.philipvillardesign.com. And I was on TV this week. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. So you can also Google me, I think. I was on Fox 4 News talking about being a first-year teacher in, uh, during, the, during the pandemic. It was a trip, y'all. I'm sure. I can't One star would not recommend it. No, I'm kidding. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, no, I mean, it was fantastic. Luckily, I'm, I'm tech savvy that I was able to pick things up. And I watch enough video game streams in my life that people seem to really like my stuff. And I post memes on a daily basis on my classroom. And my kids seems to like that. So, yeah, Perfect. I'm cool. I'm hip, yo. So... <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for so much for listening that's all they demmed still haven't decided if i'm gonna keep that in there i like it but we'll find it thank you yeah all right. bye y'all <laughs> bye oh my goodness so i i almost forgot to hit, to hit record <laughs> um, <laughs>